Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson, and this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all are having a great start to your week. Hopefully you rested. Hopefully you did some self-care. Hopefully you took some time to do something that is true to you. So I just want to thank everyone for once again supporting the podcast the way you have joining us every single week, sharing it with friends, family, and loved ones. And the podcast is continuing to grow. I will say that this podcast is going to be something that I really believe is going to change the world. And it's because of people who listen like yourself, who share it, who take time to really listen and then change. Relationships are changing. People are sending me messages all the time on how the podcast is helping them get through divorce, get through breakups, and helping them date in a more healthy way. So please continue to share. And I just wanted to say thank you first and foremost. But this week, oh, excuse me. First, if you missed last week's episode, you missed a really good dialogue. And it was a, about a topic that can tend to be a little touchy with people. And it's this idea of femininity. And I was joined by Kimberly Whitman to discuss what is femininity and how women can use their feminist side to improve their relationships. Now, we didn't even, we didn't argue back and forth. We didn't get into no fight. You know how when people start talking about femininity, it can get a little uh, heated. There can be some tension, but we were able to have a adult conversation about it and really break down some of the misconceptions about femininity and talk about how women can really use it to like be true to themselves and become more of a whole person. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and pause this one. Go back and listen and join that conversation there. But this week, we got another great topic and we have another great guest. I'm super excited for this person to join us. Let me go ahead and get them in here. Hey, what's up, bro? All right. So please introduce yourself. Yeah. So I'm Jason Phillips, licensed therapist, confidence expert, and host of the Peace and Prosperity podcast. Uh, you see me on Instagram, um, I get my own podcast. I've been on the Love Unscripted podcast too. So I'm I'm happy to be back and really just want to dive into the episode, man. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, no problem. No problem. You're one of the go-to people that I look for. When I look for tips about confidence, even, even with some of my clients, I'm like, let me see what Jason has going on. What are some things he's recommending? Because you really do do a good job of breaking it down and making it simple and making it to where it's not such a daunting task to be more confident because believe it or not, there are things you can do. It's mm. not going to happen overnight, but there are some steps that if you do them consistently, you can see changes. So you're one of the go-to people that I like to uh, look up when I'm looking for stuff about confidence. But before we get started, I have a couple get to know you questions okay. to help people get to know you a little bit better. And the first one is this. We live in a hustle and bustle society. 
We're in this grind nation culture. Uh, team no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality is the way of life. But we know that we cannot operate like that 24-7, 365. And with you being a therapist, I'm pretty sure there's times you've told people they need to take time for self-care. So, Jason, here's my question to you. What do you do when you need to disconnect from the world, unplug and recharge your own personal battery? Man, Joseph, I'd be lying if I said that I haven't struggled with this myself because, you know, having a podcast, being a therapist, being a coach and doing more and more speaking engagements too, things get hectic, right? And having a family, it's a lot. So for me, one, I look at my schedule and I'm able to say no. And that's something that a lot of us, we struggle with, but no doesn't always, it's not a bad thing. It's like you're prioritizing yourself. So I say no, I consistently stay in the gym. Mm. So that's something that I love to do. It's just a part of my lifestyle. And of course, scheduling that downtime. So not waiting until I'm exhausted. Like I'm thinking ahead about, you know, when am I going to the beach? When am I going to, you know, travel? Like I put that on the calendar. Mm, I love it. I love it. Being intentional about planning it. Yeah. It's not an accident that self-care happens. It's a very intentional and deliberate process. And I, yeah. I and I, the reason I ask that question, I want people to be able to get new ideas of what self-care looks like. Sometimes yeah. we can only think it's going, get our nails done, going to get a massage or going somewhere distant and far away. Mm. But it can be as simple as going to the park by yourself. Taking a nap is self-care. Listen, yeah. <laughs> drink, drinking a little bit more water is ways that you can physically practice self-care that does not have to break the bank because I understand, listen, inflation is kicking our butt right now. Ooh, yes. I don't know about y'all, but in Nashville, like the the it seems like <laughs> the bills are going up and the money isn't going anywhere. It's like it's mm -hmm. not increasing. So everyone's having to get side hustles. So self-care doesn't have to be so financially costly. It just yeah. has to be intentional. And I'm glad that you said that. So here's my second question. Yeah. What comes to your mind when you hear the word love? Dang, man, I ain't never had been asked that question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind when you say love is thoughtfulness. Uh, you know, like being intentional about caring for somebody, being selfless, being inclusive. So those are the things that come to mind when I hear love. Mm, thoughtfulness yeah thoughtfulness that's coming back to that word intentional mm -hmm. like when you're thoughtful about someone you have them in mind they're kind of at the forefront consideration comes to mind yeah that that didn't sound like disney's uh version of love though what's disney that, version the, the, oh you find the person uh, when you least expect it, you bump oh, into them, yeah. you spill coffee on them, your eyes lock, and then there's just electricity that you feel. And then guess what? You go and have the big day and you live happily ever after. That didn't no. sound like that. No, 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 sir. Like, it's actually, too, I'm going to throw this in there, man. Like, love equals fun, too. Mm. It equals fun. And I would also, to go back a little bit more, when we're thinking about self-care, Let's make self-care be a part of fun, too. Like, self-care does not have to always be something that you you dread doing. I want you to look forward to the self-care. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to being here and having this conversation with you. Right. 
Right, right. And thank you for sharing that idea of love. People have to reimagine what love actually is and looks like. Mm -hmm. We have to break out of our even traditional way of thinking of what love is because it's creating it's creating unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And unrealistic expectations kill our fervor for the relationship. When things don't go your way, you don't tend to like to be involved with them a lot. I still remember there was one time where I thought, man, I'm starting on the basketball team. I'm starting. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be starting. And then I'm like, uh-uh, so-and-so is going. I was like, wait, what? I didn't have that. Um, I wasn't as enthusiastic. Man, I was sitting on a bench. Yeah, happy for you. <laughs> clapping. Yay, go team. I lost my enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And so those expectations that I was supposed to have something or supposed to be in a particular position, it ruined it for me. And I think that can happen sometimes when we talk about love. So yeah. I do want to get into this topic for today. I'm super excited. You're, you're, you're the confidence guy. So yeah. I want us to talk about confidence because I'm of the belief that on some level, if you're going to date, if you're going to find that person, if you're going to be in relationship, you are going to need some level of confidence. Now, not, I'm not saying that you have to have the confidence to where you feel comfortable talking in front of thousands of people like Jason. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> you don't you may you may not feel uh, confident giving a presentation at a board meeting that could secure you millions of dollars. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about that. I'm talking about the type of confidence that allows you to operate in your truest self. But Jason, Go ahead. we live in a technology age where we, we have social media and we have different metrics that are pseudo telling us what we should or shouldn't be. Yep. They have a light count that people look at to determine whether or not what I put out was sufficient. And mm -hmm. if I don't get a certain number of likes, if I don't get a certain number of shares, then I start to feel bad about what I just created. Yep. I feel bad yep. about what I just did. I feel I start to feel shy that maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. So, Jason, my question to get us started, like, what impact do you think? like social media has had on our confidence huge huge because again we're looking at the algorithm and we're trying to see how many likes shares comments saves all of that stuff do we get and we're judging ourselves on that so if i put out some content and only one person likes it then that means you know my confidence is like this whereas you might put out some content and you get thousands and thousands of followers and comments so it's like well dang i can't compare to joseph but in reality, I need to be comparing myself to me. I need to be, I'm uniquely Jason. I'm not Joseph. And once I can understand that, then those metrics, they're good for what they're good for, but it doesn't equate to me loving myself and being confident in who I am. Mm -hmm. So when we only look at the, the outer appearance and all these numbers and social media things, when we put that on who we are, it takes away from like innately who we truly are. So I'm always telling people, don't look at the numbers. And I'm gonna give you a quick example on that. Um, you know, I was on, on Mac's podcast a couple, yeah, a month or so ago. Mac put out a clip on his page, got X number of likes. I put out the same clip on my page. It got like way less likes. So I was talking to one of my clients. I said, look, this is my content. In a sense, right? Is I'm putting it out to my people, and but he's still getting more 
engagement. But I'm the same person. So let me not get but hurt over, you know, the content over there, get more likes and shares because it's still me at the end of the day. And he was like, dang, you, he was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. So I'm not measuring that by the algorithm because I know who I am. Mm. And I just use that example because we get caught up on those numbers when there's a whole bunch that goes on behind that. Mm. So even with that, there, the, there's a voice mm-hmm. where people want to admit it or not. They are hearing something that is yep. telling them or placing some type of judgment on what they did based on other people. Where does that voice come from? A lot of times it comes from trauma. Mm. A lot of times it comes from things that have happened to us that we have not healed from. And because of that, it dictates how we feel about ourselves. Our self-doubt starts to creep in. Our self-esteem starts to get lower. And then our self-worth. So because of things that have happened to us, we've started to create this false narrative about who we are. And now it starts to bleed over into our adult lives. So we show up as if we're less than, not really stepping into our full authentic potential. Mm-hmm. So that voice, we have to take time to really, and here's why I say, people think, mm-hmm. I understand you'll get this. We have to interact with that voice. Oh, yeah. We can't just ignore it. We can't just try to put it under a pillow and numb it with other agencies. Mm-hmm. We have to really wrestle with it and address it. And what people don't realize is we can change that narrative to a more positive and one that's more true to ourselves. But if we ignore it and act like, oh, man, that's that I, that voice is just I'm just going to ignore it. Now that's going to start to weigh on us because mm-hmm. your body recognizes it. You feel oh, yeah. it. You feel when you're not confident. You feel it. Mm-hmm. I Listen, I feel it in my chest, like right here. <laughs> like when I'm not confident, I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Yep, <laughs> like, yep. I, I, mm, I may have bit off more than I could chew this stuff. Like I understand that. But what allows us to be better in those moments is to acknowledge it and not hide from it. So let's talk about that voice. Uh, automatic negative thoughts. You've heard the term, but a lot of us don't realize that that voice starts to create the same negative thoughts or mantras over and over and over again. And now it becomes automatic. So when something doesn't go right, go right for us, we're like, oh man, I knew this was going to happen. I already knew it was about to not go well. And because we like to avoid, as you said, we, we like to try to um, silence the voice or ignore it. And it, it works short term. But long term is creating bigger and bigger and bigger problems because nothing left to its own just gets better. So if we think, oh, I can ignore that and start to just focus on this. Ah, but that's still going on over there. It just has not been addressed. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. There's a phrase that I often hear when people talk about confidence and not feeling like you're ready. It's this idea of fake it till you make it. When you hear that, what do you think? What comes to mind? Mm, I mean, I would say it's twofold. I do like the fact that you're going to still do it, hopefully. If you can take fake it till you make it and still show up. But I want you to believe it when you're doing it, too. So if I'm not feeling if you're not feeling confident about yourself and your ability to do said thing. I get it. I still want you to show up. So you're not necessarily faking it. You're just still doing it. 
Because when you put the fake it on it, it puts a, a negative connotation around it. Like you're still not really dope, but you're going to act like you are. I'd rather you say I'm dope wherever I'm at and I'm just about to be doper. Yeah, I, I don't like the term fake it till you make it. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea that because because to fake something means it's essentially not real. So are you going to do something not real until it becomes real? That doesn't sit well with me because think about it. How you do the fake thing will continue and become a habit. So where's the transition? Where, right. like, where's, where's, like, where's the transition? Actually, yeah, when does it become real? <laughs> right. So that, that bothers me in a sense. I'd rather people just say, I'm going to try this. Just mm -hmm. say, I'm going to try it. Like try doesn't mean you have to automatically be some grand success it means an attempt yeah to, to try and there's a lot of courage in attempts yeah to, to, to do something and still be fearful is very courageous and i don't think people take enough time to acknowledge that even the act of trying is a form of confidence because you have to step out there in some form of fashion even if your lips are trembling all even, day even if they're quivering <laughs> did you, i don't know if you i put a video up about my first video the other day and i did my first video a couple years ago on instagram and i didn't recognize it but i didn't blink <laughs> so, <laughs> right so my boy is a comedian and he commented he said man what they cloned you <laughs> AI? i can't make this up bro so so i was like oh crap i didn't one i didn't realize it I was just putting out my, my content, you know what I'm saying? So next day I put up another video. I said, let me get the blinking out the way. <laughs> and I went on with whatever the message was. But the point is too, we don't really want to start off at our peak. I don't think people realize that. Like mm. if your first episode was your best episode, that's a problem. Mm. Because now you just progressively... <laughs> You're not you're not getting any better. Right. And it's that social media effect. It's the media effect. It's the consumption of seeing other people's final product. Mm -hmm. You notice, you notice it even in with relationships, a lot of people post the engagement ring and the wedding. Yeah. No, nobody really posts the in-between, the the awkwardness of the first date, the, the silent um, treatment. Um, the silent treatment. The getting lost on a trip and y'all arguing over which way to go. People, uh, listen, li arguing over what she wants to eat, what, right. what she don't want to eat, or if you bring us something back and then it's not. I'm just saying, like, nobody posts those. No. And here's one thing I'll say. Mm -hmm. Relationships are one of the places where I feel is extremely difficult to fake confidence. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult to fake confidence when you're trying to date and trying to be in a long term relationship for the fact that the longer you go, the more authentic and more of yourself you become. So if you, can, you can show up in a rented Bugatti if you want to. Mm -hmm. But when it's time to take that joint back, like that's real life. And people start to know you. They can call out your patterns and your habits. And people feel like, dang, they done got me now, you know? And also, if you are showing up with less confidence, so maybe there's some insecurity that needs to be addressed, it can spill over into the relationship. So now you're arguing about stuff that doesn't even make sense because 
really is your own stuff that's bleeding over into now it's becoming y'all's issue. Mm, mm. So mm -hmm. social media is a major part of our experience, especially as far as dating. Everyone has a podcast now. I don't know about you, but everyone's always like, why are they starting another relationship podcast? Like people hate them and love them. But either way, they're out here influencing and informing people on what they should or shouldn't be doing in relationships. So I'm going to ask you two, two separate questions. So when it mm -hmm. comes to the men who are out there looking at what people are saying a man should be, what a man should have in order to engage in a romantic relationship, when they feel the pressure, what would you say to them? When, they, when they're not feeling confident, what would you say to that man who's looking at social media and society and they're telling them one thing, but they may not measure up, so to speak? Yeah, I will say first, know know yourself first. Know yourself before you start getting advice from the podcast, from your your friends, even from mentors. Know yourself so that way, if there is some good advice, you can it can be applicable, and you can say, you know what, I, I can take that feedback. But if it's something that you like, no, nah, that that doesn't align with you know where I stand or who I am, you can easily discern what to take and what to throw away. But if you don't know yourself, you'll take any advice and start to try to apply it and you can get yourself in a world of trouble by doing so. Now you're getting into the same relationships over and over again and having the same issues because you didn't really have a good foundation to start from. Mm. I really feel if you really want an opportunity as a man to be successful out here dating, don't be listening to everybody. Get really clear on what it is that you want, because here's one thing. And I've, I've heard this from young men that I've counseled, especially young adults. They'll start acting in a way and acting on beliefs that they do not hold to. Mm -hmm. They'll hear something on a podcast. And then once they start dating, they realize, well, I really don't care about that. Actually, I actually like that. Like It doesn't bother me as much as it may other men in the podcast space. And now they're stuck with, hold on, what, what do I really believe and what is me? And now they go back to the point of having to identify what is true to myself. What are my values about relationship? What are my uh, requirements? What am I looking for in a partner? It doesn't have to match what everybody else does. And here's another thing. Uh -huh. Peer pressure. Yep. The, the male peer pressure. Peer pressure plays on your confidence as well. Most definitely. Now, confusion and confidence do not mix. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? So if you got five, let's say you got a group of five guys and then and they're, they're all looking at different women and who they like and what they like. Hopefully, when, when people have independent, um, they're independent thinkers, they can say, well, I like this or I don't like this. But if everybody's now saying, you know what? We all want to do this, or we all like her. We all want things this way. It group think is starting to set in. So now nobody really is being authentic to themselves. So for mm -hmm. that person who doesn't know what they truly like, they just following their man or what the group is doing. Now, when they figure out, oh, I, I really don't like it when she does this, or I do like it when she does this for me, they get confused because it's like, well, that's not what the group is doing. So that's why I say really double down on knowing who you are and what you stand for before you start trying to listen to any and everybody, especially mm. people who have not had the success that you want. Right. 
Right, 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 right. So the ladies, mm-hmm. they're looking at social media. They're seeing that they have to have a certain body type. They have to engage with a man in a certain type of way. They can't have certain types of baggage or they're considered undesirable. They must be under a certain age as well before they <sighs> even start trying to think about marriage. And if they get past a certain age, they're disqualified. What would you say to a woman whose confidence may be tainted because of these messages on social media? A classy is still in. Like I'm put it to you straight like that because I remember working with somebody and um they were in a long-term relationship, didn't work out, and they felt like, well, now I'm I'm nobody's gonna want me because I'm this age and I've been mm-hmm. in a relationship and it's not a good look for me now. People want younger women. And I said, Well, think about it like this. If I go to buy a a car, do I want that car to have five owners or one that took real good care of it? <laughs> probably one you know so honestly i say that to say that just because you haven't dated any and everybody and you haven't been you know getting your you know the the makeovers or the the enhancements and i'm not knocking that but if you stay true to who you are somebody is going to respect that and love you for that if those values are in alignment with, with each other so don't think just because you haven't been around the block a whole bunch or you you know you you're up in age that something's wrong with you. That there's wisdom that comes from that. Mm. So let's not forget that. Leverage that. Leverage all of those experiences. Don't don't disqualify those. I love it. Classy is still in, and I agree. Yeah. I agree. And here's one thing that I, I've learned: what's happening in the real world is not the same on social media. I'm sorry. Not at all. What's happening in the real world, what people are doing in real life is not what's happening on social media. Those people are literally on the Internet. Like I, I joke around and say my podcast is only 30 minutes. I'm not on here talking for three hours. You have life to be doing. There's people yeah. to meet. There's things to do. There's life to impact. So I can't be on here talking for for three hours. No, not to those people. But you 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 have to be careful. That's what I'll say. You said something on your pot on your uh, Instagram, and I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You said consistency builds confidence. What did you yeah. mean by that? Okay, let's. I'm gonna use this example, right? So I was on your podcast. I think it was over for sure over a year ago. Mm-hmm. If we go back and look at that episode, I should be much better on this episode as far as the <laughs> the way I show up, um, the mic, the presentation. Why? Because I've been consistent with my own podcast and being a guest on other podcasts for those number of years. So the more you continue to do something, you're going to feel more comfortable just because just natural uh, habituation. Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to do something once a month or once a year, like if you're trying to date, let's say, for instance, you're dating, but you only date, you know, every blue moon. So every time you get ready for a date, you're going to have all type of jitters, butterflies. What do I wear? Hey, girl, how does this look? Hey, dog, you know, should I wear a tie? No tie? Because you're you're doing it so infrequently. But when you put yourself out there consistently over time, you're going to, one, now have more confidence because you trust yourself. You have your own data to look at. Well, I really like how I looked in this one. So I know black is my color. But if you're not doing enough, you don't have enough repetitions, then you don't have anything to glean from. 
I love it. I love it. Here's what I always tell people. Mm -hmm. To get better at dating and to get better at relationships, you have to do it long enough. It's it's repetition. Couples, when I'm working with couples, they think it feels weird sometimes to do something over and over, especially if you're maybe in the middle of conflict or you're talking about a topic that is uncomfortable. The only way you get better at doing it is to do it often and be consistent. You can, I tell fellas like, yo, if you're nervous at approaching, you got to approach more so you can know and have, like you said, I love the word you use the data to tell you, Hey, I can't, I can't just, she got to see me come in. I can't just walk up behind her and say something. Cause every time they, they jump and spill their drink, like you don't want to do that. You want to come from a different angle. Like let them mm-hmm. see you before they, whatever it is, do Back. it long enough and be consistent. Do it enough times because that's how you get better. Even, even with boundaries, even if you try to set a boundary with people and it doesn't work the first time, guess what? You get better when you do it the second time. Find out how you need to make the adjustment, but continue to do it. There's a part of this part of confidence that requires time. Mm -hmm. We're in a microwave society. Yeah, we we want. We can't go to the app store and get a a, a, an upgrade on confidence. I ain't (laughs) seen in the app store. I don't know. Maybe you've seen it. I haven't. So that means that we gotta take day in, day out intentional steps towards being better and how we want to do relationships. I was literally thinking to myself as I was kind of getting dressed for this, that the people who I've worked with, when they consistently come to their appointments, they consistently complete the homework exercises, not a hundred percent, but like a strong number, 80, 90% of them end up getting much better. And I'm not going to say that it's all me, but because they're coming, they're doing the work. It just happens like that. So when couples, when I work with couples and they'll usually say, well, we've been dealing with this for years, but they've not been trying to manage it. It's just been there. I'm sure you probably hear the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I think the longer people have to do the action long enough for your brain to recalibrate how it views its results. Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative, whether it's good or bad, like we have to give our brain time to flip that switch. Cause like you said, if they've been dealing with a challenge for years, it's going to be hard to just turn it just because you did it twice a week. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not going to have a muscle memory. Right. If you've been so used to getting rejected, you have to give yourself time to be out there long enough to be able to one get comfortable with that rejection feeling and then allow your brain to flip it to be like okay this just wasn't the one if you're a young lady dating multiple people and finding out that they're just not going in the direction that can be discouraging but you have to also give your mind time to be in the dating process enough to know that hey this is my vetting process i'll continue to do it this way and guess what i will start to get better suitors like you just have to do it long enough all day quality is going to go up it's going to go up right so i just i just want people to realize that with confidence it takes time Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to be something that i think it'll be more long lasting when you take your time oh that you can't buy your way into confidence Mm. (laughs) i wish we could but you just can't like you have to put in the work 
Mm-hmm. You have to. I mean, think about it. We work out when you're in the gym and, you know, you're struggling with something. It's not like you can just the next day you're going to be able to automatically lift that weight. You're going to have to do what we call progressive overload. So over time, you know, you get a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger. Next thing you know, the same weight you were struggling with, you're just throwing it up without a spot like it's easy. Mm, see man i'm loving this i've loved this conversation i'd love to keep you longer but we got to transition into our last segment of the show which yes, is flip the script and flip the script is where our guest provides a simple tool or strategy to deal with a challenge or situation that we discussed in this episode so you ready for your question go ahead bro someone may be out there and they may be thinking you know what i'm ready to really start working on my confidence i'm ready to get out of that um mundane position of just feeling the way i've been feeling so what is something that people can do to block out the noise that is external so that they can begin working towards being a more confident person? So one thing we can do is take accountability. So when I say that, I want you to take accountability of what you're struggling with. So you're not blaming your past partner. You're not blaming your mom. You're not blaming me. You're saying, you know what? I'm going to own this. And now you can take action. So what does that look like for you? So one, take accountability and write down, I would challenge you to write down what you're taking accountability of. And then two, the action steps. So does this mean I need to get a great therapist? Does this mean I need to set more boundaries? But those two things right there, take accountability and then take action, you're gonna have some good results. And there you have it. Jason, thank you for joining us this week. I appreciate it, bro. Please let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and social media. Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok too, at jphillipsmsw. All right. And I have all of this information down in the show notes. So don't go click it if you're driving to work because I have no insurance for you. You can't blame me and say I was trying to click the link for the therapist in the podcast episode. So please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, go ahead and head on over to Love Unscripted HD over on YouTube where you can see the full video for this episode. And I just want to thank everyone once again for tuning in and listening to this episode and as we always say we may not have all the answers but we will have the conversation i'll see y'all next time peace